Y'all, today on the Surf Scale Sword podcast, you're in for a treat because if you've ever wondered how the heck you're supposed to scale your business as an OBM, a project manager, an executive assistant, a virtual assistant, or you've ever questioned if your service is actually scalable, today I have Corinne and wow, y'all, she has blown my freaking mind how she is crushing it in her business in a very short amount of time. She did it with a baby on her hip, which I always love to hear. And she's a military wife and she's just someone who makes life happen. Even when life is not going her way, she makes life work for her. And I so appreciate this whole conversation. I truly believe it's gonna break a lot of belief barriers that some of you are holding on to. And you are not going to want to miss this episode. So let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve Scale Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hello, Surf Scale Soar Podcast. Oh my gosh, I am so excited because today on the podcast, we have Corinne and Corinne is an OBM and y'all, this is what I'm so excited about. I don't want to give it away, but I feel like I need to tell you right off the bat. So I'm just going to go ahead and give it away because I can't hold it in any longer. And so Corinne is an OBM and I know some of you are on here like, Oh, executive virtual assistants, OBMs, project managers, integrators, we can't scale our business. And we have people every day inside of Surf Scale Store who are scaling in those industries. And Corinne is just another example of that because she just had her highest month at $11,000 and we're diving all into that. So Corinne, welcome to the show. Tell my listeners just a little bit about who you are as a person and who you serve. Hi, uh, thank you so much, Brady. So yes, my name is Corinne. I live in northern Vermont with my husband, and we have two kids, a three-year-old and a nine-month-old, so I'm scaling even with a baby at home. I'm a military spouse. Like my, Actually, my husband's retired, so technically I'm like a veteran spouse, I guess. I'm an OBM, and I work with online coaches to help them really focus in on their zone of genius so they can spend time doing that, and I can spend time taking care of all the other things for them. I love that so much. And I will tell you, when I came into the online space and started hearing the word OBM thrown around, I was like, what the heck are these people? What do they do? And it took me a really long time in my business. And it was actually not until we had the Serve Scale Store membership and we started getting OBMs that I really understood what y'all do. And now we actually have an OBM on the team. But what I want to hear from you is like, what is an OBM and what is your role? Sure. So even within the OBM like network, some of us are like, we really niche down to maybe doing specific services. Like I know there's OBMs that are just for membership sites or OBMs for like e-commerce clients as an OBM for coaches. I think the best way to explain us is like your operations manager. So we really help you have the strategy and we help you or the, the, the dream and we help put it into action and we help manage your team members. I have done launch management, helping with managing a content team to make sure all the content's going out. My background is in hotels. So my degree is actually in hotel and restaurant management. 
So I always give the analogy of like, imagine the owner of the hotel and then the GM and like the GM, he manages the day-to-day operations for the owner so they can like hang out on the beach. But if housekeeping doesn't show up one day, that GM has to be able to jump in and help and go clean sheets still. Uh, I love that analogy because I think that helps so many people really get it. And Katie, if you're listening, I want to be laying on the beach and you be doing everything. So no, I love that because I've never heard it explained like that, but that clicks with me. Like I understand now what yeah. you do. Okay. Now I want to backtrack because I love hearing about people's background. Cause I think I did an Instagram post not too long ago about how our backgrounds and our prior experiences to what we're doing now totally helps us with our business that we see today. And that is so important. Everything that we've done in the past leads us to our careers and our businesses today. So you have a degree in restaurant and hotel management. And Mm -hmm. I spent since I was 14 to 21 in the restaurant industry. So I totally understand all those moving pieces, but tell me why that. And then did you ever do that? Was that ever like a position you had? Did you go straight into the online space? Give us some context. Oh, geez. So I feel like I'm going to be really aging myself. (laughs) So I wanted to be like Jennifer Lopez in like the wedding planner, that movie. So when I went to college and first graduated, I was in like a wedding, I was a wedding planner doing like catering sales and working with brides and we had a forced move. So I had to basically find a new job. And when I did, I got a position at an online travel agency. So basically, if you think of like what an online travel agency is, like the Expedia's of the world is what I'm talking about. And I was with that company for 10 years and I managed the major market in California. So, and then that's when we had to start moving again as well for my husband and being in the military. And when I was no longer able to manage a market, I had to actually take a step down in my position so that I could move around and not have to live in a region. And when I did that, I was doing the best I could for my family to be able to still have an income. But the position I had to move down to, I was so overqualified for. And it became really like, I was like a button pusher where I was just sort of doing like these tasks that anyone could do. And that's when I started doing VA work on the side because I wanted, I needed something more. Like I wasn't challenged enough. I wasn't feeling fulfilled. So I started doing VA work on the side. But I was so scared still to leave my position, my safe job, I call it all the time, which is funny, because when I was four months pregnant, I got let go and I was laid off from my position and my department was actually outsourced to another country. So it was really funny because I actually manifested, I tell people, people who believe in manifestation, I manifested my layoff because I was constantly saying like, oh, I wish I had the, the guts to just leave and go into my business full time because this is where I was really feeling fulfilled. And then I would say like, I wish they would just fire me so that I could go and do it. Like, so someone could give me the push. And then here, four months pregnant, I got laid off. And then I had to go full throttle on my business. That was just January, 2019. Uh, I love that because I don't love that you got laid off, but it worked out. But I always tell the mastermind, the soaring in a circle, things happen to them. And I'm like, be careful what you ask the universe to provide you because sometimes we get it 
and it doesn't always look like what we thought it would look like. So be very clear, but you were very clear and you did manifest it, which I love. And I think that's so powerful. Sometimes we can't make those decisions for ourselves. We have to let life happen and let those decisions come as they will. And wow. Okay. So January, 2019, you left. And also what an amazing option that you had as a military wife to still make income, even though you're moving all over the place. I have been meeting more and more military wives that felt like they had to do like direct sales or something like that. And they don't know about being an online service provider and how that can move with them. And I think that's a really powerful message that military wives, you can do this and still support your husband and your family. And I love that so much. So moving around January, 2019, you are all in with your business. And at that point, how many clients did you have? How much were you bringing in? So I think I had like three or four maybe, but it was at a VA rate. I don't even think even at a VA rate that I was probably really charging enough. Here I am like, okay, I have to go on maternity leave. (laughs) So how am I going to do this? So I had to like sort of think fast of like, how can I somehow like keep my business going, not lose my clients when I go on maternity leave? And it just became like the perfect place, kind of like with being laid off, like the universe gave me a shove. And I feel like with everything going on in the world right now, like maybe some other people are getting this shove that now is the time that they do something online. So basically the universe gave me another shove and they were like, you need to level up. And now is the time when I was going on maternity leave that I could easily make that change when I got back of like, I'm back from maternity leave, but things have sort of changed. And I was actually able to sort of pause projects with my VA clients before maternity leave because they knew I was going on it. So while I was on maternity is when I went through my OBM certification. And it was funny because I was like showing up to the group coaching calls and I was like, yeah, three-day-old baby, here I am. Like, I'm committed. (laughs) And then I got my certification. So as soon as like maternity leave was over... I was actually sending people videos while on maternity leave saying, I'm coming back in a week and I would love to be your OBM. I love that because I started my business with a five-month-old attached to me 24-7. So I I totally feel like she was a newborn during that stage. But having that newborn and still sending those videos and no excuse approach. And I think that that's probably why you've had a lot of success is like, it's just the world gives you what the world gives you and you've just ran with it. And I love that. So, okay. When did you join Serve Scalesore? Was it in July or October? Um, I think it might've been July. I think maybe July. Okay. So when you joined at that point, you had some OBM clients, I'm assuming, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how much were you making then? When I transitioned out of VA to OBM, I had one. (laughs) Okay. I love it. And so starting out for OBMs that are listening, what were you charging for that one client when you were just starting out? Yeah. So my retainers were starting at like $1,500 a month. Okay. I love that because there's probably a lot of people who needed to hear that. That is a brand new OBM. You were starting at $1,500 a month. Okay. So tell me what were the big shifts between July at 1500 and now we're recording this in March. So when she talks about the push that people 
may need to get online. We're talking about the coronavirus right now. And when you listen, mm-hmm. who knows? This virus may not even be like a thing. Right. But <laughs> just for some context so people understand. But okay, so July, we're at 1500 with one client. Now we're in March of 2020 and you're doing $11,000 a month. Take me really quick through that journey. What were some shifts? What were the big things that like really made that happen? Niching down, which was so hard. Like I got so much clarity going in the group and I still struggle with it. Like you'll probably slap my hand or my wrist or whatever the expression is, but I'm still charging hourly and I really want to switch to package, but it's so hard because when I get a new client, they're just sort of all over the place. But niching down was what made a huge difference. I was working with people sort of all over. And then when I really niched down, I was like, okay, I'm only working with coaches. Like my background when I was working for the OTA was account management and like doing B2B sales. So I was really used to working with clients and working with like relationships and account management. That was a really easy like transition for me to know like, okay, I know exactly what people need when they're getting new clients, when they're coaches trying to onboard clients, all those things. And being a service provider, I feel like I knew that even better, the onboarding process and managing the client workload. So once I niched down, I was getting referrals. I would say that that's probably the biggest way that I get booked now is referrals of just doing a great job and then people referring me to other people. And this is one thing I say all the time. So everyone who listens to the podcast is nothing new. When you niche down, you become way more easy to refer. And that's exactly what Corinne's telling you because it's hard when you're working with a lot of different people and you don't specialize in anything for people to really know, hey, can I send this person? Like, is she going to be a good fit? But when you only work with one group of people and provide one type of service, you just become an easy referral machine. And so I love that. And Corinne, I'm not going to slap your hand for, I mean, hats off to you. If you can do 11,000 charging hourly, that's amazing. We're going to have you back on the podcast again, once you switch to packages and you're doing like $20,000 a month, because that will be what happens when you switch that over. So So niching down has been the biggest point for you, but I know a lot of listeners now, especially since you said you're charging hourly, what is the hourly rate that you're charging and, or what are you, are like, how does your pay structure work? Sure. So with a little like explanation in advance, you have to imagine that I'm a managing team members and I'm managing VAs. So since I'm more of almost like a managerial role, like I wouldn't be charging a VA rate. I tell people that I charge $87.50 an hour, they get a little bit like, but the difference is, is that if your VA doesn't show up, I'm jumping in and making sure the work is done. And I think having somebody to just sort of has your back, I think that's the biggest thing I provide for my clients is just relief. I think that clients are, are more than happy to pay for that relief that's provided when they know someone has their back. And I totally agree with that as someone who has a team now and we have a team, not with the Facebook ads, that's all me, but team that manages all the other moving parts, the membership, the mastermind, the course. And so just knowing that I don't have to be fully in charge of all that and making sure everything runs is like a huge relief and absolutely pay for that relief. So that is a very, very nice hourly pay. I love that. So how many clients are you currently working with? I have five, and I would say the biggest 
thing that sort of helps with getting my income up is I do a paid strategy session, which is basically a 90-minute session where instead of like getting me for a whole month, you only get me for 90 minutes. I share it because like I would love for to see other service providers offering this because if I just do three of those a month, it's basically equal to one client. Yes. And so I call those intensives. So I'm a big fan of intensives for adding revenue when you don't want to take on more retainer clients. This is something that Angie Trueblood, she's been on the podcast. We'll link that up. She helps visibility and it takes a lot of her time working with retainer clients. So one of the ways that we were able to up her revenue was by adding an intensive. I have intensives. This is sounds like what you're doing is these 90 minute one-offs that add up and they can add revenue without taking a lot of time. Yeah. And I was actually thinking kind of on that same line is to start doing a whole day intensive where you would get me for the whole day and we would actually do like three months of work in a day. And I think that would be super valuable for people because a lot of the things I get from my clients is, can you get this done yesterday? (laughs) So for those who really want it done ASAP, then you can book an intensive for a whole day. And that's huge too for service providers that you can, if you only have to work maybe four or five days a month and still get the same income, that'd be huge. I totally agree. I love that. So I know if I don't ask you, our listeners will be a little bit upset with me, but what exactly are you doing in your 90-minute intensive? Sure. So mine's called a business blueprint. And basically we take one problem that a client has and we map out everything. I would say it's a problem or a project. And we map out everything that we are going to do to in 12 weeks to basically accomplish that task. And they're super detailed. So the person could take that and basically go to a VA and be like, here's the plan. Can you just implement this, please? At the end of the intensive, we always offer to implement it for the client, like if they don't think that their team is strong enough to be able to do it. But we try to make it super detailed so that there's no like question or guessing what they're supposed to do for the next 12 weeks. I absolutely love that. And I'll share with you, I think this is such a great idea. I do this with Facebook ads. And then by the end of it, they usually don't want to implement everything that I go over. And so it's about like adding so much value because you said you're not leaving anything out. And it's about adding like so much value that they could do it themselves. But looking at it looks a little overwhelming. So most of the time people don't want to implement that. And that's actually how I hired my OBM is I did an intensive and I was like, this is amazing. This is what I need. We found our intensive was all about just like where are the holes right now in the business and also preparing because my executive assistant is going on maternity leave and I was having a little bit of a meltdown like how is life going to function? And we were trying to figure that out. And I had an intensive to figure out like what was missing so that this maternity leave could still happen and me not like lose it. And from that, I ended up hiring her as my OBM. And so there's so much power in intensives, but even if they don't hire you, you still just got paid. I would say it's like a paid really long discovery call. Yeah. And I think an important thing to note on this is that like, I feel like sometimes people are so scared to give too much away. And I think sometimes what holds someone back from doing these is like, well, then I just gave them the whole thing. And then they had their team, their team run it. But honestly, like when I do a blueprint for someone, 90% of those people go forward with me doing the implementation. 
And that's my ideal client is, is the person who is like, I don't want to mess around with doing this. I want someone to do it for me. They're, I'm not necessarily teaching them or providing them something new. They just don't have the time to implement it. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I just want to clarify for everyone that's listening, she's getting paid to do this. This is not like when I say don't like give away the cow when you're on a discovery call and all your strategy mm. and you're not getting paid for that. She is getting paid for this. And so there's a big difference between a discovery call where you're not getting paid and giving away value and then getting on an intensive where you are getting paid and you over deliver. That's two very, very different things that I just want to make sure that we are very clear on. And Corinne, I want to ask you, how much do you charge for one of your intensives? Four ninety-seven. Okay. I love it. That's exactly what mine charged. And I would even argue that you could move that up to nine ninety-seven. I'm a big fan of nine ninety-seven for ninety-minute intensives, but it's working for you. So, but I do think you could raise that up. And I've just loved this whole conversation. It went in a totally different direction than I thought it was going to go in, which is usually what happens when we get on these calls. But I just love what you're doing in your business. I think that this interview is going to really inspire a lot of people and break a lot of belief barriers on the whole industry of OBMs, project managers, integrators, and show them that it is possible to scale your business with those jobs and still like different ways to add revenue. And I love that. So thank you. But before we end this, I would love to know one more thing. And that is what has been your biggest win going from getting laid off from your job to now having an $11,000 a month business, setting yourself up for over a six figure year. What has been your biggest win through all of this? Oh, I think it's definitely, it's kind of a combination. My biggest win is this month, I'm actually donating to a charity with the revenue that I was able to come up with. And I'm donating 1% of my revenue to a charity called Canines for Warriors, where basically they pair veterans up with shelter dogs. And I say it's like a combination because that never would have happened if I hadn't changed my mindset to look at something bigger than myself. When I first started, I was so focused on like, I just need to pay the bills. I need to find a way to pay the mortgage because I just gotten laid off. But now when I'm thinking about a bigger thing that I can help, you know, knowing that like if I push a little harder or if I get another intensive this month, or then that's going to be a bigger check that I can submit. Or I think of just running my business as a business and not just being and having that business mindset as opposed to like, okay, we just got to figure this out right now or, or thinking like, well, if I don't have my business in a couple months anymore, or if I decide to stop this in a couple months, I don't think that way anymore. Like this is my business. This is what I do now. I think the mindset and just thinking bigger than yourself and bigger than your small little bubble and how you, what you're doing can impact so much, so many more people. I love that so much because so many people, we were talking before, so many people have this hold up around making more money because they think that that's a bad thing. And it's not. It starts with wanting to make money for your family. Like mine was, you got laid off, you needed money for your family. Mine was, I had left my job and what found myself with a five month old and we needed the money and started mine. And now it's about so much more than that. Yes, it provides for our families, but 
you're donating to this amazing cause. I'm very familiar with that one. And I donate to Village Impact. And before having the revenue to do that, it was more of, I could never donate because I don't even have the money right now to feed my family. And it's totally flipped. And so now you have money to feed your family. Plus you can help other people. And I think that's the power of making more money is that you get a bigger impact and that is powerful. So Corinne, I love that so much that that's your wins. And before we end this, we have to do a round of rapid fire because it would not be a podcast episode without it. So are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. So what's your favorite part of your business? That I can work in the basement and then go upstairs for lunch and see my family. I love that. Okay. Your favorite software or tool that you can't live without? Loom. I share so much training and so many video messages back and forth with clients or like team members. I couldn't live without Loom. (laughs) So fun fact, I think you're the first one that's ever said Loom, but also second, I hate receiving Loom videos from my team. (laughs) So I'm like the anti-Loom person. Yeah, I'm just not a fan. I mean, it's fine, but I'm just, I don't want to watch the video. So I totally get it, but that's awesome. Okay, Okay. so what is the best conference you have ever been to virtual or live? So I've only been to one business conference so far. So I guess it would have to, it would be that one. And it it was ProfitCon, which is a Profit First conference. I use Profit First in my business. So that was a really good one as far as managing your business finances. So I love that. Okay. So we will actually link up the episode with Amber Duggar. She was on the podcast and talked a lot about Profit First and we use Mm -hmm. the form of Profit First in my business as well. I'm a fan. Okay. So tell me the best piece of business advice you've ever received. To niche down. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. As much as I hated it and fought it, niche down. <laughs> I love it. Okay. And then I never put this in the questions that I send y'all, but what is your favorite part of ServeScale Soar? So it's funny because I'm actually in like other Facebook groups that I've paid to be in. And the amount of support that I get in ServeScale Soar, which just like from those other ladies and like asking questions and stuff, like, I'm probably not as active as some of the other people in the group because I go go down the Facebook rabbit hole if I'm on Facebook too long. But it's just so great to have a community that if I have a question, I can just throw it to the group and I get some great feedback and like better feedback than some of the other groups that I'm in. I love that so much. It's always the community. So I'm so proud of that community. So that's awesome. And Corinne, before we end this, I just want to thank you so much for coming on here. And really, I truly believe this is going to break so many belief barriers for so many people. And you just sharing your story is going to be so impactful. So I appreciate that. And then will you also tell my listeners where they can connect with you? Yeah. So the best place is probably through my website, which is just corinneblag.com. I have a really cool workbook you can get to automate your business in 24 hours, which is Kern Blag Automate Your Biz. I love it. And we'll make sure to link up to that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Corinne. And we will chat soon. Thanks. Y'all, was that not a freaking amazing episode of the Serve Scale Store podcast? Corinne just blew my mind. $11,000 a month, y'all, as an OBM charged an hourly with some intensives. That is impressive. And the fact that she's donating a portion of that to such an amazing cause just shows that the more money you make, the more impact you can make. And so I just want y'all to like shout her out, go check out her free resource she left us and know 
that that is possible for you. So if you're like, yes, I want the same thing, all from niching down and really getting crystal clear on who you serve, then head over to serveskillsore.com forward slash 10K. That's the number 10, the letter K. And check out my free training on the how to scale to consistent 10K months without hiring a team like Corinne. And so until next week, y'all go out, serve your clients, scale your business and soar into that six figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.